No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smack and Raw podcast, <laughs> where women's performances are both ranked by the PWI and AVN. I am your host, the patron state of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-hosts this evening, who are all groaning and shrugging. Uh, first and foremost, from Salem, Massachusetts, because she refused to take the day off. She is the hardest working woman in podcasting today. She is the host of the She Lead Showcase Inside the Mind of In the Crowd, Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay. What up? It's super scuffed, so sorry if I'm in and out. That's all right. We're just happy you're here. And my co-host, host of the Straight Talk podcast, the Sultan of Spitter Swallow, Daddy Delgado, and my friend Vince. That is here, Matt. That is here. Yes, he is. And today, specifically, to talk about the PWI Women's 150, despite what I tweeted out. So you can <laughs> ignore that. Uh, we have Kristen Ashley. Hello. Thanks for having and me. And the first gentleman of the Kristen Ashley show, Mr. <laughs> Warren Hayes. That is Hello. And uh, yes, thank you very much for having me, having us both again. It's always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad we got you guys both here. We were actually going to have Kristen on a couple weeks ago. You got sick, and this actually worked out better because now you can talk to us about the PWI Women's 150, which dropped right. yesterday. Yes. And uh, I have a, mind you, I was not on the committee. I am not in any way, shape, or form associated with the PWI Women's 150, PWI in any way, shape, or form. So all of my comments towards the trolls are of my own and do not reflect anyone associated with it. That'll come later. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, how all of this went down, because I know uh, somebody we, that we've had on frequently, uh, Queen PR, was added to the committee this year, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, tell us about the process, because I know there's a lot of debate about, you know, the time frame and the promotions and who got accepted and who didn't. And there should have been more of this. Or why was this person here? So floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, like the ranking like the process for the ranking and like the mm -hmm. actual meetings. Yeah. So like this committee this year was a little different. We included um, Karen Peterson, who is now a staff contributor. So we include her. And then, yeah, we added Patricia Rogers um, because we wanted more representation, right? We only had one black person on the committee. We wanted more representation. So um, we added her as well. And yeah, I mean, so we usually... The, the time period is always pretty close, it's pretty set in stone because it's got to go by print schedule. Like they have to do it by a certain date because of it, it's a print magazine. Um, this year, it was a little bit less than a year, like two weeks less than a year, um, just to make it 
to the printers, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so we all somehow, this year we didn't all get into the meeting, but we all somehow schedule a meeting. Uh, it usually goes four plus hours. Um, and because the 150, it's just 150, we'll get through it. Um, the 500, forget it. Like we get through maybe 100. Um, and then, but that's not the only, I mean, it's not set in stone by the end of that meeting. So we typically have like three weeks to a month even after our meeting when the um, evaluation period ends. So then we're constantly going back. There's email chains. There's other conversations on Zoom. I always am getting a million DMs about like, what do you think about this person? Um, and there's always changes that get made. So even though there's like one huge meeting, it, it doesn't end there. It's it's like pretty much up to print because we don't want to forget anybody. Um, we don't want to have anyone too low or too high. I mean, people are constantly being moved around. So it's it's like the pro it takes up your entire month, essentially my month anyway. <laughs> so for the people that are watching this, what you should be listening to, and what you should be hearing is this is not something that was just, you know, thrown together really oh, quick. This is not something that is done off someone's personal bias. Like your own fucking list probably are because you think you know better than this committee and who should be where. Uh, that's not how this is done. And also in the print edition, there are the accolades of each woman and why they were ranked, where they were, the matches that they competed in, the titles that they won, the things that they did to be ranked where they are ranked. And I'm sure they're, I'm sure the number one and number two spot was hotly contested. Um, oh. I'm not going to butcher her name, but I know Bianca Belair was number two and Shuri. So Shuri, Shuri was number one. Yep. Yeah. No, it took an hour over an hour of the oh, actual four plus hour meeting. So it took a great chunk. And then even then, <laughs> then we had, because uh, not everybody made the committee meeting. So then Kevin, our editor in chief, had to meet with people about it. There was more meetings. There was email chains. I mean, the top two, we did not take that lightly. We never take any of the list lightly, but mm. that especially took a long time. And Warren will say we all played devil's advocate. For the person that we didn't come in thinking was number one. Um, and, you know, my I come in with my top 20. I do all the research beforehand. I come in with the top 20 because those are the highly contested spots. I mean, sometimes I'm swayed. I mean, it's never taken lightly. No, <laughs> please. No. no, 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 absolutely. And, you know, coming in with the coming in with your top 20 is is pretty much a prerequisite because when it's when we sit down and it's time to work you're not pulling up cage match and go let's go see what kind of year that person you have to come ready because uh because because a lot of because everyone's ready essentially uh and like uh like Kristen said we yeah i you know i'd even go as far as to say that the meeting mostly mostly sets up the first like the the really the top 50 Right. We, we, we generally like that's mm -hmm. the one where there's the most debate because the, the, the committee considers that, you know, of, of course, you know, the top five, top 10 are milestones, but also top 20 and top 50 mm -hmm. are what we consider milestones and very significant, uh, very significant portions of the list. So that's usually what we take the time to go over. And I got to tell you, Matt, you get it. You like, you, you know, the, the, the well, way described it i mean that's the thing it's like it, it, it's not just a slapdash list of hey here are a bunch of people that we just sort of talked about there's <laughs> no. a lot of talk that goes into it um i, I watched what 
I watched what happened with the last PWI list that came out. I follow you both. I've seen the <laughs> backlash that you get for just being associated and being on the committee, whether it's people saying, oh, well, Joshi wrestlers are the best wrestlers in the world, so there wasn't enough representation, even though I believe they made up a fifth of the list, mm -hmm. or why are Joshi wrestlers ranked so high? They don't wrestle in America. They're not on the biggest promotion in the world, and it's ridiculous because again, this is all everyone's personal bias. Like if you, if you truly believe that the Joshi wrestlers are the best in the world, that is the best for what you enjoy in wrestling. That's one of the things that I love about having Warren on and all of the different people that I have on is we all like different things in wrestling. We all enjoy different things in wrestling. There are things that we are going to talk about tonight that Warren absolutely did not like that I loved and vice versa. And that's wrestling isn't just one person's narrow perspective of this is what it is. And the fact that people need to understand a what the evaluation period is and what things fall into that evaluation period, because I know I'm sure Charlotte or Sasha, who made the list, who mm -hmm. have had a lot of time off recently, everyone's like, well, they haven't been around. Well, no, they haven't been around recently, but what did they do during that time period? And that's what I want everyone to understand as they're reading this is, A, it is not one person making this decision. It is a group of people sitting down and debating this list very <laughs> thoroughly. Think of the amount of work it takes to cover the careers over the last year of 150 women, let alone probably more, because I'm sure you guys had more women that didn't make the top oh, yeah. 150 yeah, that sure. you were also looking at. Yeah. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. It was, as you said, it was not taken lightly, and I respect the hell out of you guys for it, and I think the list is fantastic. I personally would have put Mandy Rose higher, but uh, I am, you know, a biased Mandy Rose fan who doesn't think she is improving, but has <laughs> improved, uh, and mm -hmm. beat the final boss Mako Satamora. So, right. uh, but other than like the, the list is great. You guys did a great job. Um, and I hope you don't let all of these people who can go fuck themselves, uh, who are hating on you guys for the list or complaining. Like if honestly, in my opinion, if you don't like the list, make your own list. Like mm -hmm. that's kind of how things work. If you're not happy with it, instead of bitching about it, go make your own and say, Hey, this is what I did. And then let people bitch at you for your list because they don't agree with you. Right. Or, or in this issue, PWI, they have uh, fan awards. End of the year fan awards. There's a ballot. And I'll tell you, uh, not even a smallest fraction of the people who come at us actually votes. So vote. Because that's where go. it counts. You know, yeah. if you want a voice, there you go. Um, <laughs> was there anyone either of you wanted on the list that either didn't make the list or you wanted to see a little higher, but you know, you got outvoted for, uh, for me, Jenny, um, from NXT UK, um, the, the, the thing with NXT UK, it, I mean, they made it most of the period that, mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't close too far away, but you know, they don't wrestle a lot or they tape everything. And so sometimes the tapings are airing really weird and so you don't get all the tapings in but you know Ginny is I mean she's a legend over in, in UK and we did have to cut off quite a bit of, of UK people because they were still not wrestling a lot especially if they ran next to UK so she I will say she was and then we had to bump because you know we find out about other people or you know keeping up in that month basically uh for me, Masha Slamovich was a top 10. <laughs> she laughs. She laughs. 
But no, I thought, I, but I mean, look, a highly respectable number 14 on the list. And uh, I, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not <laughs> complaining. The man's asking us a question. He says, okay. is there anyone you'd like higher? Yes, Masha Slamovich, she's a top 10 talent. There you go. There's your answer. Um, since Tim from the Wrestle Index is in the group, and actually, Tim, again, thank you for that awesome autographed picture of Abaddon that you sent me. Uh, did Abaddon rank? And if she did, where? Because she is my favorite AEW women's wrestler. I don't and think she's qualified. She didn't qualify. <sighs> See, they don't use her enough. She doesn't do enough. She yeah. Rampage was on the Friday before Halloween, and you don't have Abaddon wrestling on your Rampage? True. That's a that's True. a gross miscarriage, a gross miscarriage of justice, not a real miscarriage. Because real, I'll spit that later. Um, Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Vince and Katie, oh uh, do you guys have any questions about the list or for them as we go? I don't. I mean, I talked to Kristen about all this before the list came out. So. Which is a great interview that you guys should go check out. For sure. Uh, I just want to shout out number 143, Kylie Ray Chicago Zone, whose shirt I'm wearing <laughs> right now. So shout out to Kylie Ray. That's all I got to really say. Yeah. I'm glad she's on the list. Well, yeah. And, you know, honestly, you know, again, you know, Kylie's sort of taking it back, uh, taking it a little. Uh, she's going at her own rhythm, right? You know, she's not going as hard as she as she was in previous years. And she was ranked higher on previous uh, uh, lists as well. So good for, I think, you know, uh, her being on the list is whatever. I think we're just glad that she's still around and still wrestling and that she's yeah. going at her own beat, at her own beat, taking care of herself, which is crucial. Uh, she had a match tonight in New York uh, for New Japan. Re women wrestling in New Japan doesn't happen very often. There you go. You have uh, Kylie Ray doing it. So uh, good for her, you know, that, uh, I think that kind of stuff is, is fantastic. What what I say? That's not you, Kyle. Not pretty, you. Yeah. pretty Kyle. Pretty, pretty Kyle. Is that again. Um, Thank you. Oh my god. So with this list, uh, like we said, number one and two were you know debated probably the most. Um, every time that one of these lists come out and. I know, Kristen, you're a part of the majority of, if not all of the list for PWI. Um, again, there are a lot of trolls, a lot of backlash. And everything that I've said about the IWC in does not reflect Warren or Kristen or the PWI's thoughts on you people. It is completely that of the Smack and Raw podcast, and you can kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> how... How is it dealing with all of the the negativity, the troll, the the mental abuse that comes with the comments from you know taking like working hard and taking your time to really try and put together a comprehensive list because you're never gonna make everyone happy. Everyone, you know, like I said, everyone loves something different. Everyone thinks that they know better than the next person. Yeah. We the IWC all everyone's a fucking expert on wrestling and they know better <laughs> than the next person. Yeah. But uh, what does that do to you guys? I, how do you handle all of that? Can I go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> I think the, um, you know, I think the, um, there's, the thing is, is that there is a lot of very, very good comments and there were a lot of extremely happy people, especially mm -hmm. from, from the Joshi side, uh, side of the fandom, right? Uh, they were super ecstatic 
to see it. I personally am super proud of the list, by the way. I don't know if I if I emphasize that, but I'm very, very proud of the list and uh, and the fact that uh, that Shuri is up there first time that it, for a Japanese. Uh, well, no, I think Asuka was number one, I think, one year. Uh, but I think, uh, like, for Joshi. a starting talent. For, for a uh, talent in a Joshi promotion at the time. There you go. She She's the first. First time that it's a non-WWE, like, in eight years, something like uh, that? Since 2013, yeah. See, like, like almost 10 years. for the, and it, yeah. for, So, I mean, these are, you know, some pretty significant milestones. And I'm pretty proud of the snapshot that it created, I find, of, you know, the status of women's wrestling right now. Uh, and so it does make a lot of people happy. The people who are unhappy, unhappy are re, are demanding answers, right? They're like, you know, they want to understand. Like, why did you do this? And that, I, like, I find there's not as many people complaining or coming at the staff to do that. But those who do, requ it requires energy and not fun energy, you know? <laughs> not, nobody, like, and, and I think that's what makes it draining at some point where it's like, man, really? We're going to argue about one-fifth of the list being Joshi, and you're like, this is not enough. It's like, I, okay, I'm sure, I can see where you're coming from, but I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. I can tell you, like, four years ago, there were, like, two Japanese women on the list. How about that, pal? You know, so, and and if anything, and my answer to the, to these types of, of things, like, the the business of Japanese wrestling is growing in North America. Stardom, uh, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, uh, and the rest—they've all been getting, uh, digging uh, their heels much more in North America, but trying to expand, trying to make to make their uh, their streaming services available. So there is more access to women's wrestling in japan ergo more people are exposed to it ergo it's easier and more and more fun to consume so yes there are more women i know there's not there was another person who was arguing with me he's like there's been women's wrestling forever it's like, i know that's not the point but there's more women wrestling now and there's more access to it now because the businesses are doing better because stardom is expanding into the u.s tokyo joshi pro sending people over and under other indies as well the associations that AEW has with with these promotions as well like it's creating more exposure more people are getting excited about it so more people are talking about it more people are watching it so of course there's going to be more and more women could there be more of course because there's more women in japan wrestling than what and we see of course and it's what's great about that is with the growth of women's wrestling across the world, not just here in North America, but you know, the exposure to the North American audience, we may be able to push it to a, you know, a, just a PWI women's 500 at some point down the road. That's the dream, isn't it, Kristen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you never make <laughs> anyone happy, right? Yeah. So to add on to him, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I would say that. Let me start off by saying we love our readers, okay? I don't want to piss anyone off where they're like, they don't appreciate their readers because then I, my boss will not be happy. <laughs> but, but there is a difference between readers who do want to understand. And, well, I mean, we can't change the list. But if you come at us going, look, I just want to understand. We're willing, in, in a respectful way, we're willing to take the time to do that. Um, when you come at us with your mind already made up, it's, 
like why right why sit here and argue why spend my day when i've got work and school and why do that because it's not gonna you just want to put your point out there and i will say fandom is a good thing there's there's no wrestling without fandom so if i see somebody who's respectfully coming into my comments and going where's nyla rose I'm going to give that person an answer because they really like Nyla Rose. And without loud fans, we don't have wrestling. So good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad people are energized by it. Um, there was a comedian, uh, Brian Regan, who once said that if you make a list, people will give you power. And that's true. I mean, we, we take this list very seriously because it's a 30-odd-year-old historic list. And it, in a lot of ways, it shows wrestling to people maybe that they, didn't, they weren't aware of. I learn about new wrestlers all the time on the 500, um, but people give us a lot of power and I wouldn't consider myself an expert in anything. I'll tell you right out. I know a lot of wrestling. I know a lot of women's wrestling. I'm not an expert. We are a committee of eight people who have good work, but we are a committee of eight people, seven, eight people, whatever it was this year. And we try to be objective as we can, but no, not you're never going to agree with every single position. And that's okay as long as you're not a dick about it. Mm -hmm. Me, I I put out tweets. If I suspect that something's going to draw some ire or some bad attention, I will mute it right away. I have great filters. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> following me, if I'm not following you, I don't see your comment. And, there, and, and I know if I see comments and I never got the notifications, don't go looking because it, they're probably not great. Mm -hmm. I also, like, especially with the 500, I mean... <laughs> Look, with the 500, my presence there is for the women on the list. I do help rank the men, but that's not my prim primary, you know, duty there, right? But <laughs> um, I, so I got to kind of ignore a little bit the mox hate. Like, I didn't have to deal with that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have to. I didn't. I was that was not my goal, right? I was not there for that. With the women's, it's a little different. <laughs> like, people will come at me. Um, but, you know. At the end of the day, my goal is to highlight good women's wrestlers uh -huh. and to do right by them. The list is not for the fans because it will never please every single fan. The list is for the wrestlers who busted their ass <laughs> and, and gave you entertainment all year. That's who it's for. So you just got to learn to ignore it because it does get to me sometimes. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> but you, you just, I talk it out with Warren and I rant and I rave and then it's done. <laughs> If you don't mind, just to, to to piggyback off of what 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 Kristen said, uh, there is a point that we do do this for the wrestlers, right? There is a point mm -hmm. that it's, that is there. Now we can make as much fun as we want about it. We can all have a good laugh at Jonathan Gresham using his his PWI position to try to argue with Tony Khan that he's valuable, right? And everyone has goes, oh, ho, 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 what what a mark, you know? That, that sure, okay, and <laughs> and you know, it's it, I I would uh, absolutely agree that. Uh, that it probably doesn't uh, have that much value for a promoter as to who I'm hiring or not, right? Like, these are all things I can get behind. But when I see Billy Starks, you know, who uh, was who a wrestler that we that we really like and who's been on the independent circuit, she's 17 years old. She's been doing this for two, three years at this point. And she's number, what, 54, Kristen? Something like that, 53, 54? 52. Like, uh, 52. A significant jump from last year and she tweets it out her dad tweets it out you know and so i'm so proud uh -huh. like you know that's ultimately why that's ultimately why you do it you have laney luck 
based out of Chicago, right? She retweets it. She has a laugh about it because I wrote her blurb and I met, I said that her, you know, I talked about her pastels and, it, and we had a, a laugh about it. Like that's, that's significant for them. The weird thing is that as fans, we're going to poo-poo this list and we're, and we're going to, you know, whatever it is for whatever reason, but wrestlers, their business is to thrive off of the reaction of fans. So if they are charting, if they are getting attention, if they are, then they're, for them, it's the same type of validation they get from a, from a live crowd. They're like, okay, people are noticing what I'm doing. They're, they're, they're taking charge. Look, there's a wrestler that we really like named Riley Shepard. She's been at this for a few years as well. Never charted. She, she charted uh, in the, uh, uh, towards the end of the list. She works out of the North, uh, the Northeast promotions like beyond wrestling and 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 she was super happy she was like what like she was completely speechless she was in dms with kristen uh chit-chatting and you know it's like this is significant for these people on the independent of course if you're you know you're uh charlotte flair probably doesn't matter all that much right because you're good but If you're on the indie circuit and you're busting your ass and you're working as hard as you can, well, you go. And Shuri just splurged with love. She was she was very, very happy. She was going around Twitter, liking people's awesome tweets about her, retweeting stuff. She was she appreciated the gesture. She really, really liked it. So, you know, ultimately, you know. I thought, you know, some Mandy Rose should have been higher, which is fair. You know, that I'm not trying to poke fun of you, Matt. Not yet in the show. We're going to wait for later. Uh, but, there we but, go. I figured out the camera. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, like, you know, we can, we can, you know, clench our fists and, and, and get really, really heated. But ultimately, you know, we've got wrestlers out there working hard who see their position on the list. And it, it gives them a sense of, of pride. And that matters. That really does. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys that question, because from this conversation, a few things that I want anyone that's listening who has checked out the list, and if you haven't, go check out the list. And as we kind of talked about, all of the accolades are there to let you know why the women rank the way they are. The the articles are there. You, You know, blurbs are there letting you know how they rank. But if you're curious go look at some of these women's matches and see if you're not familiar with them. That is a big plus to something like this is where it's like, Oh, well, who is Shiri? Why is she number one? Well, you can go look if it, if it really bothers you that much, if you really want to know, you now have the ability, you know who she is. You can Google her, you can YouTube her, you can do all this stuff. But more importantly, I want everyone to realize that there are people that are working hard to make this list that understand that they're not going to satisfy everyone, but they really do take this seriously. I I have to believe that the joy that comes from uh, what you guys get from the wrestlers who are excited to be on there outweighs all of the negativity Mm -hmm. of all of the people who think they know better than you and could have done a better job, which they couldn't because they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Neither here nor there. Um, However, I just there are people behind that list who worked very hard on that list. So as you're spewing your vitriol and hate, remember that there are people who did put a lot of time and thought and effort into this, that you can go do your own research. If it's that important to you, I know Warren's going to give me a look for that. Um, Neither here nor there. 
to see why these women are ranked where they are, or you can read the article and see why they got ranked. And again, as Kristen said, if you feel like the woman that you think uh, should have been ranked higher, didn't get ranked high enough, you have a voice. You can yourself submit your thoughts to PWI. There are fan awards. There are, you can submit and let them know, Hey, this person, I think this person's really great. They should be higher. I want to see more of this person. Like you have a voice. So use it somewhere productive, not fucking Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram or wherever, yeah. somewhere productive. I will say too that I don't want people to get the idea. I mean, it's not coming across that way, but, but I don't want people to get the idea that we are ranking our favorites. Like everyone who makes the list makes the list <laughs> for a reason. Like they deserve to be on the list. So yes, we were super excited for Riley Shepard, but she... She did the work, right? She put in the work. And yes, it took a long time to make <clears throat> the list. But I also, we also expect people to not agree with the list because that is the, I mean, it's it's not like we don't, you know, take the vote from every single fan. Like it's not a mass vote situation. It's eight people. And we have been wrong before, you know, it, or we have accidentally left people off before. It, we're not infallible. Do we do our research? Absolutely. Are we very well-read and well-watched and well-educated in our little sphere of the wrestling world? Absolutely. But like, you know, like we said, it's really celebrating the women, like the women put in the work. So when I see um, trolls coming at me for the list, it's like, okay, whatever. But when I see trolls coming after like Shuri, Shuri goes to her goddamn ass, like, Every woman on that list wrestled the shit out of 2022, 2021. And like, that's what gets me upset. Like, imagine being so upset that what your favorite is one step down from what you think it should be, that you're going to go after someone who wrestles like 100 matches in a year and puts her body on the line. Like, that to me is insane. So you can come at us all you want. That's that's part of the deal, right? We know that's going to come. That You sign up for this, be prepared. But, you know, don't come after the women. They don't deserve that. I agree. Um, And the PWI Women's 150 is now available. So if you have not seen the list, you guys can go check that out. You can get the physical magazine um, and, you know, formulate your own thoughts. Um, Try to be productive in your discourse about it. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully all the people who weren't have already got that out of their system by now. It has been over 24 hours, but we'll see. Um, before we get into what everyone tuned in for the, the dirty part of the show where we spit or swallow the week in wrestling, um, creation world is the banner under which the smack and raw podcast exists. And you can find them on Twitter and Instagram at it's creation world, I T S C R E A T I A world, as well as creationworld.com or facebook.com slash creation world and link tree slash creation world, which will get you links to our YouTube. And if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Please like, and subscribe. We would appreciate it. We'll also get you the link to our Twitch if you're watching there. You guys have a free, if you have Amazon Prime, you have a free subscription through Amazon Prime. So don't let Amazon keep that money. Throw it our way or throw it one of your favorite Twitch streamers ways. Uh, However you want to do it, we would appreciate it. Um, We do have some very special emotes that uh, Vince and I made, one of me specifically. So promise you, swerve, don't do it. I have no idea what that was. God? I'm just kidding. Vince, did you do that? 
Warren, was, did you do that? Wasn't me. What do you mean? That was really weird. Okay. It's okay. Salem. It's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Salem it was the no, no. It, was a ghost it wasn't me. I was muted. Yeah. I was muted. Yeah, I was. I was. I was, I was muted. I, I was know. trying to. Ghosts don't need microphones. <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon and a Teespring. And since we were talking about the women's 150 from PWI, uh, if you are a supporter of women in general, we do have these awesome T-shirts available for you. It is the Pro Wrestling Pro Choice T-shirts with all of the proceeds for these shirts, which was created by Jizzy of the Deadass Girls, our, the logo was, um, from our podcast, is being donated to Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project. Katie also has that shirt available on her Teespring, and her proceeds are being donated to Planned Parenthood. So if you want to support women's rights to choose, as well as women's rights to exist on a list of performance through wrestling and all of those other things, uh, please, 100% of that gets donated. So please go support that and get yourself an awesome shirt. Did I forget anything, Vince? Are you there? Yeah, you I'm there. Oh, okay. No, I'm there. I'm just replying to Jesus. So, <clears throat> Kristen, would you feel more comfortable if we if we made you last in the circle, or yes, you? Please. Okay, I'll, I got we'll tired. Let, and I don't understand. We'll like you explained okay. it, and I'm like, hmm. So yes, make me last so I can. All right. So we'll just jump right in. Katie, spit or swallow. Uh, I'm swallowing everything, Rhea Ripley. Blue. It's a theme every week, right? Blank period. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know why. I, I don't really think I have to explain it. She she body slammed Luke Gallows. So. Yeah. Strongest yeah. woman I've ever seen. I wish she would do it to me. It's all that matters. That is why you are the Sultan of Step on Me. Um, so I'm I'm spitting the sex executioners as a vehicle to get uh, Dominic over. Um. He said he was this generation's Eddie, which I, I understand that he, you know, is a heel and he should say those things. I didn't have a problem with that. It's just I didn't think that this entire group was going to end up. And it's kind of it's wrestling fans fault because we're like, oh, we really want Dom to turn on Ray. And then they gave it to us. And we're like, fuck, we didn't necessarily mean like make him the biggest part of that group and do that. But like, we got what we asked for. So um, I got however, what I asked for yeah i know you well uh, yeah ray being a bad dad i know you're very happy about that uh he got his ass whipped on smackdown for that as well um but like everything Rhea and the oc where like she kicked carl anderson in the nuts she body slammed gallows and gallows is all like don't worry i think she's into me i got this and he comes back and got kicked in the nuts that whole thing big swallow loved it yeah executioner <laughs> But I'm completely behind the uh, the theory that uh, the Judgment Day is a vehicle to get Rhea Ripley over. Like I'm 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 100 on board with that. She's she's the only one who truly shines in the whole thing. She's really she's really amazing. I'm not surprised, mind you, but it's fantastic. I don't think she needs them. No, she doesn't. She doesn't need them. They're dragging her back. Break free, Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's that's the plan. Is she turns on Dominic, beats him down, becomes a baby face, dyes her hair back blonde, maybe you know, because you can't have black hair and dark makeup and be a good guy. That's not how wrestling works. Well, Corey Jade tried it and it didn't work. So, <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> uh, well, 
since we're talking about it, like one of my swallows is actually Dominic's continued heat from the crowd. Like the crowd consistently boos the crap out of that man out of the building. And I like the line of the like he's this mod- modern day Eddie Guerrero. And it's like, oh, actually, no, Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. I don't know. I fucking I, I like Dominic in, in Judgment Day. I like Judgment Day. I shouldn't like Judgment Day. That's the thing with me is I like the shit that I shouldn't like. Would you <laughs> say he's getting Latino heat from the crowd? Ah, there it is. Why they pay him the big bucks? <laughs> you assume we get paid big bucks. <laughs> we get young bucks. Hey, uh, not here. We don't. Um, also, I want to refrain uh, because it would be a very long discussion uh, if we can from any CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks specific Fair. backstage discourse. Um, because and what a steal. I, I I know where some people fall on this. I know where I fall on this, and I don't want it to take up like a huge chunk of the show debating who was right, who was wrong, who said they protected a dog and didn't. Uh whatever uh may come or go from this. So but uh Vince, spit or swallow. Um I'm gonna swallow. You know what? I'm I'm gonna start with SmackDown and I'm gonna swallow the return of Emma. Because I was not on wrestling Twitter. I was not listening to the dirt sheets. So I was not aware that she was actually scheduled to return tonight and challenge Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title. I was giddy like a schoolgirl. I saw Emma. And it was the match wasn't the best. And um, like the result was what it was because I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey personally but i'm glad to see emma back on my television screen so i'm swallowing the return of emma warren you look like you have thought no no i don't have any thoughts i haven't i i didn't watch uh, smackdown tonight uh, i was watching the Japan show. uh but uh you know whatever um look to neil dashwood emma is great uh i say if she comes back i say let's go full circle and Bring back all those productions that were made for Emelina. Let's get our money's worth. Let's get some return on investment. Uh, bring all that shit back. It, it, you know, it's in a hard drive somewhere. Uh, I mean, the, you know, the, the the time has already been put in on it. Let's just go. Let's uh, use That's it. That's actually what this week's QR code was, was the Emelina like, vignettes. Like, when you scanned it. That is not true. Uh, that is not true. Uh, I was... I was also happy to see Emma. Um, I also kind of like, so what they did after the fact was after Ronda got her win, Shayna came up and congratulated Ronda and they were a little buddy, buddy. And Natty came up and injected herself where she didn't belong as Natty tends to do. And she's like, if I was out there, then blah, 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 blah. And then Shayna choked out Natty. And now they've kind of got like this little mean girls gang going on where they're just like, MMA girls who are just going to choke you and hit you and punch you. And I'm hoping this is a upswing for Shayna because Mm -hmm. she hasn't been on one since that uh, Elimination Chamber match, like, at Mm -hmm. all. So I'm hoping we're getting back to that Shayna that we all uh, remember and love from NXT. Um, And hopefully Emma gets a better shake of things in WWE this time than she did the last time with the gimmick changes and the hands and the the things, the the Amelinas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it... 
I'm with you. And just, just to add to what you were saying, Matt, I totally love the idea of some MMA girls just choking people out. That sounds like a jolly good time. I'm with it. I'm with it. Kink. <laughs> we don't shame here. There, there is definitely a choking kink on the the Smackin' Raw podcast. Which, if you tune in on Monday on Halloween to the newest episode of Inside the Mind of, you may or may not hear more about. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, it'll be talked about on Monday unless you edited it out. So, <laughs> I think she froze. But uh, Warren, spit or swallow. Um, everyone has been swallowing, so I'll swallow something. Um, let me think. Um, no, but there's a because there, there's a there, 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 I'm prepared for other subjects, but I just, I, you know, I'm just going. Um, uh, I am going to um, look. I'm going to to to, to swallow. Uh, the um, the uh, the tag team match that we got on Dynamite this week, FTR versus Swerving Our Glory, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I love I love the action that was in it. I thought it was uh, top notch. And on top of that, we had a bunch of stories that just came out of there. Uh, you you know, or at least you know some story bumps. Let's put it that way. You still have you know Keith Lee and Swerve. There you know Swerve still being a little. A little goblin, you know, and then and 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 Keith Lee, he doesn't approve, you know. He just wags his finger, and at some point, he's going to have to put his foot down, make sure that that, that that doesn't that 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 doesn't continue. You have, you know, the guns and FTR, you know, that they've been picking at each other, but now, you know, like the guns, they cost FTR a shot at the AEW title. So now it's like, okay, now it's for real. Now FTR has a real reason to take uh, to take these young boys into uh into consideration because now they just screwed up their opportunities and that's another story that i really like i know a lot of people are like they are you know they're like well tony tony hates ftr he doesn't want to give him a shot but the story of ftr not getting a shot and just like always being this close you know this just this close but then always getting snatched away that's some good long-term storytelling that they've been doing uh, and uh, and the day that FTR do get the shot and do win the titles, they're going to get a reaction. That's what you so want. So I'm going to tag on to that, and I don't know how you felt about it, but I, along with the Swerve and Our Glory stuff, want to swallow Swerve Strickland uh, kidnapping Daddy Ass on Rampage and possibly snipping his sausages off backstage uh. because I need to know how this plays out now. Like, did he go and get them attached at the hospital? Is he going to come back with his hands all like taped up and say that he had his fingers reattached? Because what did Swerve do to Daddy Ass's fingers? Is he going to be scissored impaired? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Fair question. That up. I'm glad. <laughs> um, just just to like backpedal, just a tad to uh, talk about the Swerve and the Glory versus FTR match. It's one of the one of the two swallows I have a dynamite this week. And and my reason for it, because I sat this match and I thought of one thing and it made me think of Warren. Because watching the whole match, I was like, this is a very fun match. That's that's I I, I was watching I'm like this is a very fun match. And it made me think of Warren. And I knew he was gonna be on the show. So that was one of my swallows. So I have to like piggyback swallow on that one. I actually quoted Warren for that women's NXT tag match and said, This is a fun match, you guys. That was a uh, fun match too. But 
Um, yeah, no, I, I'm very curious about that story. I'm curious about Keith Lee and, uh, you know, his feelings towards, you know, Swerve being like, it's Halloween. I'm just going to cut some dude's fingers off. Like, how well, all that plays. You saw him in the ring. He was sort of like, he was like holding his chin. Was like, you know, he's got, uh, he's got a bit of a crisis of conscience, you know. He's been champions with the guy. They're friends. Now they're number one contenders again. And so it's like, oh, man, you know, oh, man. Oh. So, of course, this is going to explode at some point. But see, the, Listen. The, the, that's the people who tell me that AEW doesn't do stories. You know, this one's been going on for months at this point, and why I don't know why I'm using this voice necessarily to talk. But hey, you know, if Vince kidnaps somebody, cut their fingers off just because we've done podcasts together and we've been. I, I will not have a crisis of conscience if I know I'm calling the cops on him. I'm telling them where to find him. I'm saving that poor person. Um, oh wow, Kristen, spit or swallow. Um, so I haven't watched a ton this week, but I will say swallow the return of Nikki Cross. That's pretty neat. I mean, it's been over a year. It's been like a year and a half um, since she became Nikki Ash. And I, I mean, but the rumor was it was her idea, but um, it never really stuck. And we all just loved crazy Nikki from NXT. I was obsessed with her entrance theme where it was just screaming. And so, you know, when she gets frustrated, she's been frustrated, right? There's been sort of this hint that it's happening and and then she does it. And sort of like, which is kind of cool. It's like she doesn't really pick a side, right? Like she dives onto EO and Dakota or was EO, is it EO still <laughs> with a Y? And then... But also, like, helps Bailey get the pin. So, I mean, it's not, like, she doesn't have, like, alliances, which is kind of nice, too. And she's got the crazy hair. And so you're, like, the second they said Nikki Cross, I was, like, Warren, <laughs> they said Nikki Cross. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited for her back. I really am. Yeah, she, she takes the women out of ringside. She costs Bianca the match and then comes in and attacks Bailey after Bailey won. And again, as you said, so I know I, I heard Warren talk a little bit on a show about, you know, the, the Papa H era and the things he's doing. But I think one of the biggest complaints that fans had was we fell in love with these characters in NXT. They got called up and Vince said, I don't know what to do with them. I don't understand it. I'm going to make them our own. And one of the things that Triple H is doing as part of this, this change is giving us the chance to see what those characters that he created that we all love so very much can do on the main roster. And Crazy Nikki is one of those. Like, I I am not like a big I remember matches guy. Like, I've talked to Warren about that. I remember story beats. I remember moments. I'm not. But Asuka, Nikki Cross, and NXT, I will never forget that match. Like, incredible. I wanted to see Nikki Cross become NXT Women's Champion. You know, I, I was happy that I got to see it with Nikki Ash because she worked really hard and at least she got some acknowledgement for putting up with that terrible gimmick. But mm -hmm. now we're going to get crazy Nikki in this roster with an already crazy live with uh, who knows what the hell is going on with Alexa Bliss. Like there's a lot of insanity on the main roster right now, not to make a joke, um, but <laughs> a lot going on up there with. Dexter Lewis, like a lot of fucking crazy on the main roster, and I'm really excited for it. And Nikki is just another beat. One of my favorite things Nikki Cross ever did was that whole thing with like the I'll never tell with uh Aleister Black, 
after yes. Blackout Jump by Gargano. Like, yes. I'm so excited to see what she can do now that she is unleashed back to the way I loved her when I first was introduced to her. Right. You, you know what I've, I, 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 what I think would be really fun, you know, like fun and also a good way to get her over is at war games, right? Because right now we've all got, you know, war games will probably be, uh, you know, uh, 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 damage control and, you know, probably some other person, right? And another person. Then you'll, on the baby face side, you'll have, uh, you'll have uh, uh, Bianca, Candice, Alexa, Oscar, probably, right? Something to that effect. But now, you know, Nikki took out everyone. She doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. What if Nikki goes into war games as a third team, but all by herself? <laughs> she just bursts in and she's like, I'm team number three. And everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? And she just like fucking goes after everyone. I think it'd be great. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I don't want her to enter officially in as a third team. I want her to just come out in the middle of the match and climb into the match and just start attacking everyone. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, the, yeah. she, but in her head, she's team number three. Who's in the? Who's in your team? Me. That's it. That's where I, me. I'm. I'm on. I'm on my own team. I'm good. That's all. <laughs> Katie, spit or swallow. Also, by the way, I love doing shows with four people because it's so easy on me. Because then I just let you guys spit or swallow when I comment on it. I don't even have to have my notes up and look at them anymore. Like you just, just go from a so. distance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, was r truth brought up yet? No. Uh, everything r truth. This week, uh, Raw, NXT, him thinking it was Halloween Havoc, um, him and Johnny Gargano are perfect together. Our truth is just a gem of a human being. So big fucking swallow to our truth this week. Hopefully this continues. Was he on SmackDown? No, I missed most of SmackDown. I didn't watch anything. Um, SmackDown, but. Somebody? I agree with you. Uh, the stuff with Gargano and Miz interjecting truth, because I've kind of missed truth. Like ever since Triple H took over, we just kind of pretended that the 24 7 division never existed. And I think a lot of people, if not all of us, are okay with that. Like we don't ever have to bring that belt up. We don't need to talk about like it had highlights, truth and Carmella. Like there was some fun stuff there, but it, it ran its course a long time ago. I feel bad for Dana Brooke because what are we going to do with her now? But did you say we'll Carmella we'll or Carmella? He did. <laughs> Carmella. He did. You say Carmelo though. I heard Carmelo. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I said Carmelo. Anyway, um, run the tape. Then NXT, where he comes out thinking it's Halloween Havoc, ends up making a match, I believe, for next week against Grayson Waller. So we'll get to see him wrestle on NXT because that's another thing that they're doing now with Triple H and Sean. You know, DX in charge running the two shows is we're seeing a lot of crossover talent. Old NXT stars are just main roster wrestlers coming down and working with the younger talent in NXT. Um, so yeah, I'm all for it. And I, I just love truth. Same. Like his interaction with Johnny Gargano was hilarious to me. Like Johnny Gargano was a gem. Like, can we just like double, double down and swallow Johnny Gargano this week too? Cause I thought he was yeah. very funny. He was, he was a comedic genius. Yes, again. We should yeah. also mention that uh, some of my favorite stuff, which is the Dexter Loomis stuff, happened during that whole segment where we know that Miz did something and he's lying about it and we don't know what it is, but there is a reason why Dexter has it out for him 
and I, I want to know what the reason is. I need to know what he did. Johnny knows, and Johnny, Johnny, Johnny whistleblower is gonna <laughs> eventually let us all know what the fuck's going on here. Hopefully, um, that we get the reason for Dexter, and then he gets the win and gets his contract and is officially part of WWE per on-screen canon, uh, which is what they're kind of leading to. But what did the Miz promise him? You know, uh, was there a lotion in the basket sort of situation that the Miz did not live up to? Like, what is going on with these two? I need to know because there's some trauma. There's there's some intrigue. We need to get and... to the. We need the truth. We need the truth. Which is but why not our the truth. truth that we got, even though we love Bro, that. That, that, set, that setup was so fucking funny. It was like you got to tell the truth. Like talk to or say the truth or something like that, and then Arthur Truth goes on like, "What's up, man? You said you had something to tell me." I fucking love our truth. It's the little things in wrestling that brings me joy. Well, while we're talking about what brings you joy, Vince, you want to uh, spit or swallow? Yes. What brings me joy is the fact that Wesley is the new North American champion. He won the championship in the ladder match at Halloween Havoc on Saturday. I unfortunately didn't watch the show, but I did watch NXT. I saw his celebration. I like, again, more R-Truth interactions. I don't like that his first feud or rivalry looks like he might be with Grayson Waller because I'm not a fan of Grayson Waller. Uh, but I'm, I'm really happy for Wesley, despite everything, all the trials and tribulations, all the hurdles, all the curses he's had to overcome to get to that point so shout out to wesley love me some wesley so i'm glad you brought that up because Kristen, if you're not familiar there's a narrative that i've created uh that there is something called the curse of riddle and pretty much everyone that is teamed with uh my my personal uh antichrist matt riddle um Mm -hmm. has had bad things befall them whether it be timothy thatcher no longer having a job uh pete dunn becoming butch uh (laughs) MSK and their downfall, Randy mm-hmm. Orton breaking his back from carrying their tag team, uh, Rey Mysterio and the downfall of his family. All of these things. Everyone that is Bobby putting Lashley. their lot in with Matt, Bobby Lashley losing his United States title. Yeah. All of these things are a result of being nice and being friends and teaming with Matt Riddle. Now, I have learned that there is apparently now a, a uh, correlation between the amount of time you spend with Matt Riddle and how long the curse lasts. Oh, that's awesome. Because Wesley, <laughs> Wesley and Nash only spent a couple weeks with Matt Riddle. And now Wesley has finally kicked the curse, won the North American title, and is now on the other side of the curse of Riddle. So uh, props to Wesley for getting through that. That's, I mean, yes. That's probably I a fully bigger believe that Riddle, Riddle curses people. See, she knows the curse is real. No, I'm sure it is. 100%. I feel sick when I look at him, so it must be real, right? I oh. knew I was going to be happy bringing you on this show. <laughs> also, um, bubbles in my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I, I'd just like to correct you said you fabricated this narrative or this theory. You're, no, you've just enlightened the world and our <laughs> audience as to for the curse of riddle because it's always been a thing. However, we've never been aware of it until now. Mm-hmm. Riddle gave Hunter COVID. Triple H. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't even talk about his wife. He doesn't have a. He's not. He's getting divorced. Well, 
I think Seth has said everything that he needs to say about his wife and children and how they feel about him. So, you know, Seth has handled all that. And I, I believe Seth 100% in every aspect of that. See, if Riddle is my antichrist, Seth Rollins is my personal messiah. So, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, Warren, unless anyone has anything else about. Uh, Oh, I just Wesley. like to say about Wesley though, very, very really, really quickly. Uh, despite you know, because I love the, 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 yours. Riddle, the the Matt Riddle jokes. That's absolutely fine. But for real though, uh, I am really glad that a talented guy like Wesley, uh, despite the fact that he was brought into a tag team and was left behind, was not saddled into nothingness, which is something that WWE has a tendency to do with mm-hmm. its tag teams once they get split up. Just have to look at what happened to poor old Tucky when uh, when Otis disappeared. And there's a bunch of examples uh, like that, right? That's just a recent one. So I'm really glad that uh, that he was able to get elevated uh, despite it all because he is an extremely talented professional wrestler. And uh, I think that was a very legitimate and very telling win at the same time. So I was happy about it. All right. Warren, spit or swallow. Let's swallow Ilya Dragunov hot damn. If there is one guy that you absolutely should get off of NXT, like right now, like right now, because you're having him lose to Braun Breaker. No disrespect, (laughs) but Ilya is the real deal. He he is someone that could complement a... Because I know everyone's like... Seamus and Walter, Gunter, not yeah, and sure, 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 sure. Besides, he's had his wars with Walter. They were five star match of the year ordeals that were just a joy to suffer through with them. That's fine. Send him over to Raw. Raw needs that kind of honest brutality, you know, on on its shores. Plus, on top of that, here's something I don't think that we give enough credit for: how charismatic he is, right? And not necessarily in a very conventional sense a la Miz maybe but he's a guy who comes in commands the room he does his orchestral thing he's in the ring he just owns the place like this guy has everything that you need to make him a star he's a little small Warren okay but other than that the like I would never say that to his face you kidding me here on the Smack and the Raw podcast, size does not matter, ladies and gentlemen. It's about what you do with it. And Ilya does everything he can with the amount of size that he's got. With his torpedo. Torpedo Moscow. Here we go. I'm, I, I'm, I've been on the show a couple of times. I'm getting, I'm getting into the group. Um, but yeah, Ilya Dragunov, he's just fantastic. Uh, he was a shining star in that match there. And good on him to uh, have put over Braun Breaker. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Uh, I agree. Uh, not only did he have a match against uh, JD McDun-Dun-Dun on uh, or all of the many names that we've come up uh, to finish the Mick after we we did a whole thing last episode, um, and then they did it again on Katie's show. But uh, he had that match on NXT, the triple threat match, which was probably the highlight of Halloween Havoc in ring wise, uh, wrestling wise. Um, they tore it down. I like Matt. It was the highlight. It was Three. the highlight. For you, it yes, it was, was a great match. No, mm, mm, mm. it was the highlight. We all, we all like different things, Warren, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I I was 
when I first saw Ilya, I, I got weird vibes from his presentation and everything. I thought they may be going a very interesting route with him. One that I also thought they might be going with Walter. They did not. Uh, I got to watch him in NXT UK for quite a while before I kind of fell off and really grew to enjoy him over there. Uh, he's a fantastic worker. I'm glad that he's here in NXT. I was very excited to see him show up. Um, if they don't call him up, I hope he is the one, if it's not Carmelo Hayes, to finally take that title off Braun Breaker uh, before he gets called up. Um, I'd also love to see him and Carmelo Hayes go at it. So, like, there are definitely some matches in NXT with him outside of what they're doing that I want to see. Julius um, Creed. Yeah, Julius Creed. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen? Um, I'm going to swallow Orange Cassidy as a weather map. Um, he, <laughs> he really killed it with that. Like, it's just the simple things with him, right? Like, just, I, obviously he knows the green screen, but just per, then it's like, oh, that's how it's done. And he's literally just the weather map. And I don't know. It, it just, like, like you said, right? It's just the little things. And I don't even really know where he was, but the fact that somebody let him on to do the weather report is hilarious. And if I ran a station, he would be doing my weather report daily. Like I would pay that man everything because it's just so hilarious. It's just so good. It's It was really good. I have a very interesting back and forth with Orange Cassidy where I love the character. I love the stuff he was doing. I feel like now that he's kind of leaned more into just wrestling and got away from a lot of the character work, uh, I'm not enjoying him as much. I, I really, what I loved about Orange Cassidy was that he put forth no effort unless he really had to. And now I feel like every match he almost feels like he has to, whereas I, I kind of preferred him just kind of doing his thing and only like getting to a certain point to where he really had to put forth that effort. Matt, Matt, he doesn't even want to carry his belt. He puts it in a bag. <laughs> yeah, but once the match starts, he he isn't doing the whole thing the way he was when I was first introduced with him. However, all of the character work that Orange Cassidy does is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I uh, love every member of the Average at Best Friends except for Chuck Taylor. Um, I just don't <laughs> like the look of the man. Uh, I, I really don't. I it is what it is. There's something about me reminds me of uh, Steve Chrisley, and it bugs the shit out of me. Wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> wow! Not even cold. I thought it was just a Chuck Taylor thing that he wasn't wearing Chuck Taylor. So that's Chuck Taylor. Well, it was that too. But which one is the Chrisley that got indicted and had the show on USA? That one. That's who I meant. Chris. Yeah, Chrisley Chris knows Chrisley, best. Isn't it? Is that Chris? Uh, There's a couple Chrisleys out there. I'm gonna Whichever check. one. He, he looks like that to me and it bugs me or the dude from uh oh what was that show uh, not important huh dukes of hazard happy no. days different Insatial. show all right Insatial. todd chrisley is his name yes todd, todd there we chrisley go. the one That's who's we gay? who you know was married and then yeah okay um he was metrosexual who knows what he is uh, but I, I, I don't enjoy him. I, I've got feelings about the way they treated Wheeler when they're supposed to be the best friends. Uh, they weren't very supportive of their friend. Chucky was super supportive of Wheeler. It was au <laughs> contraire, mon frere. I couldn't tell. He was never on TV at that time. Build a bridge between Trent and Wheeler Yuta. Trent was being the asshole. Trent was like, I don't like you, kid. 
you're just coming in here. Yeah. Orange was very, was very, you know, orange Cassidy. And Chucky was trying to get him over on Trent's side. And get your lore straight, pal. I just met the the best friends as a whole, not specifically Chuck Taylor in that essence. I I feel like they did Yuta dirty. Um, and I enjoy Yuta. So, but I do everything character-wise that Orange Cassidy does, I absolutely love, including what you said, this weather report where he's got the green shirt on and it's all <laughs> on his chest and just existing is fun. So funny. Katie, spit or swallow? Um, it's more so a spit um, schism in general, but I'm swallowing the fact that Ava Rain was Red Hoodie because I was dead certain it was Isla Dawn. I would have bet money on it. No. It's a rock daughter. Somebody checked Dwayne. His daughter joined a cult. He might want to check up on that. Um, <laughs> but no, I love that. It, she's she's going to do great things. And I'm happy she's there. Maybe not with Schism. But I'm happy she's on TV and getting this exposure and doing something different than what everyone expected her to do. I'm excited to see what she does. Cause it's been a long time. Like she's been, I feel like she's been in the PC for a very long time. We've been waiting for this debut. Um, we're finally here. However, uh, the dyad, uh, formerly the grizzled young veterans, not a fan of what they've done with them. Not a fan of the way they've changed Joe Gacy from, what I used to refer to as Joe Wayne Gacy, the lovable creepy dude that I thought was going to, you know, kidnap people in a, in a van outside of NXT and had kind of serial killer vibes to just like boring cult leader, kind of annoying at this point. And he can go in the ring. Like he's, he's a really good wrestler, but I've lost all interest in him and his group. So hopefully Ava brings something to the group. Hopefully she is the Dominic Mysterio of the schism where this is now a vehicle just to get her over and we can really focus on her like they've they've done with the sex executioners and dom so i like how you brought that full circle man what he does best hmm. bringing it around yeah. kyle has an interesting comment and one that i've been struggling with um let's say i'm let's say i'm a, i'm a promoter i own a wrestling promotion and i hire the rock's daughter i am promoting the hell out of her as being dwayne johnson's daughter you know what i mean mm -hmm. because that's you know we, we keep asking ourselves how do we get to the casuals back into pro wrestling well the casuals are all watching dwayne johnson movies right with his you know despite the fact that he only has one piece of wardrobe which is a gray tattered sweaty t-shirt um the the he if you want to drag people back in, if you want, if you want like variety to report that stuff, really big stuff is happening on your show. The the rock, the 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 daughter of Dwayne Johnson is debuting on our show tonight, right now. That being said, here comes the struggle, the the struggle part. Um, I can understand why they don't want to do that as well, and I can understand why. She, you know, she and maybe even her dad is like, well, you want her to carry that kind of pressure, right? Because mm -hmm. you saw what, you know, you see what happens to Dominic and Charlotte. Charlotte was eventually able to 
actually lean into it because at first they were trying to push her away from it, right? They were just calling her Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. We all knew she was Charlotte Flair, but you couldn't say Charlotte Flair. You know, it's like Von Wagner too. It's like, you know, or Braun Breaker, right? Um, Like these things are always hit or miss because it depends on the individual. There's no... There's no consistent line where you can go to and say this is the precedent, you know, that exists because there's so many different paths that are taken in regards to second, third, fourth generation wrestlers that are popping in and deciding to carry the name or not. Because you'll have an you'll have a Curtis Axel where you're like, why didn't they call? Why didn't they just lean into the fact that it was Kurt Hennig's kid? You know, I also know that part of this is Vince having this this need to take who you are, deconstruct you so he can rebuild you and make you a star. And Vince makes you the star, right? That's that's always been part of his MO. And Vince is not there anymore. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying in the past, these are reasons that could have explained it. I don't know. Like I'm struggling with the presentation of the uh, of of Ava Eva what uh, Rain. What's her first name? Sorry. Ava. Ava, excuse me. I mean so- on that point, um, I don't necessarily know that that would be a Vince thing because one of the reasons why I'm okay with this is watching Young Rock and hearing The Rock tell the story. You know, he didn't want to be his father's child or the high chief's grandson. He was Flex Cavana and he was going to make a name for himself. He did not want to be associated with Rocky Johnson and all of the, the family. And Vince came to him and said, no, you're, you're, you're Rocky Maivia. You're, you're a third generation talent. This is what we're going to do with you. And through that, he found his own path. So I could fully see him being supportive of his daughter saying, listen, dad, I want to find my own way in wrestling. I don't want to live off the family name. And, uh, you know, you brought up Curtis Axel and why they didn't do that. But also look at what Bray Wyatt did by not being rotunda. There's no, like I said, there's no single precedent. There's too many wibbly wobbly situations that you're like, well, it could work, you know, it's just, you know, I think that the discussion here, which is interesting, uh, or the thought process anyways, is the fact that Dwayne Johnson is the biggest movie star in the world. You have in his employee, his, his child, and you're not driving that home. It's a decision, Right. And I'm like I said, if I'm if I'm promoting and I'm and I have her at my fingertips, I'm like, mm, I'm sending out some press releases. I'm telling Variety. I'm telling you know all, you know all these other big time trades that don't usually report on wrestling stuff. Hell, we had Chris Jericho being reported by Variety that he had signed a contract. You think they wouldn't pick up the fact that Dwayne D- Johnson's daughter is wrestling in WWE? Jesus, you know it's like. It, Look, like I said, very conflicting. I don't have a, a correct answer, and I, it's going to be one of these things where we'll have to let it play out. I mean, <laughs> for every it's... show. Oh, go ahead. Katie. No, no, no go I was gonna say I, I see both sides of it. Like, yeah, you could use the fact that it is the Rock's daughter and use that to your to your strengths, but it's also maybe her not wanting that pressure of being the Rock's daughter, like it. Every like I f- weird fact like when Mick Foley's daughter had that show on the network and Charlotte talked to her about being like a second generation superstar and how the pressure of being a flair got to her and all of that stuff. So it it really just depends on the person, honestly. 
what I was going to say was for every Charlotte, there's a David Flair. So some people do well under pressure and some people fold. That cut deep. <laughs> uh, I completely lost. That was Katie. Vince. It's Vince's turn. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap up all my NXT talk. because There's one more thing, but I'm sure it's going to get brought up before I get back to me. I'm going to swallow the Dominic Dijakovic dropping the T-bar stuff in the mask. The little vignette they showed on NXT. Looks like we're going to get... Uh, Dijakovic back on NXT TV, which I'm excited for. Also, shout out to Mace or Masse for tweeting out, I have a spare mask for you uh, because he was burning his original one. So I, I love the Kendrick spirits that the old Re- uh, Retribution stablemates are. So, uh, yeah, I'm just swallowing Dijakovic. Uh, quick swallow. I'm just glad that T-Bar is gone and I never have to hear that hopefully deal with that that hopefully whatever he comes back as whether it's Dijak or Dijakovic or whatever it is it is not T-Bar also uh very curious as to if he was the voicemail that we heard that called into the PC or who uh the, the weird, voicemail ah and you forgot something that the that weird... literally was something out of a criminal minds episode that was some serial yeah, killer type shit I love it there was it. a very interesting I do too, voicemail but... played to the pc from an unknown entity um and i don't know if it's related to the dijakovic stuff or not so very i hope it's something of itself because if like the dijakovic stuff felt like a very specific vignette about burning the old you or the old essence of of who he was with retribution as t-bar and going to something else but that whole like call or whatever to the performance center felt more like creepy or like more uh, like criminal minds like Katie was suggesting. So I hope that's for someone else because both of those were really cool and they're so cool that why not share the coolness around the NXT locker room and everyone gets a cool gimmick, a cool thing to do. You know, that way we all have fun matches. So I agree with what Pretty Kyle said, except I no more feast your eyes because that was the corniest fucking shit to me that he did in nxt i like to like, feast I get my it. eyes on dijak he i get it he was it didn't work for me like everything about dijak but the feast your eyes like it was cheesy as shit and we can don't i do it that in the I mask you can burn eyes? all that no you cannot feast your eyes um but, but I, I mean to. i can would you no, okay. No, I'm. I'm mean, like when Dijakovic finally returns, can I be like feast my eyes and then just like stare at him while he's wrestling? I will find a new co-host. I'm right here. That's true. <laughs> Silly goose, I'm right here. Silly goose. <laughs> All right, uh, Warren's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Vince. No, no, no. I was just like still laughing at Kitty saying "Silly goose." <laughs> that popped me for some reason. Uh, Warren, spit or swallow. I feel like uh, you and I were playing a little game of chicken, you and I, tonight, Matt. Like, who's, who's going to do it? Who's, okay, I'm going to go right ahead. I'm going to do it. I am going to spit Halloween Havoc 2022. I thought it stunk. That it was a mediocre wrestling show. That there was one extremely good match on it, and everything else was trash or close to trash. 
I thought, uh, I thought, look, uh, 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 <laughs> I knew it. There we go. Now it's now we're cooking. Uh, um, our boy, uh, Julius Cruz and Damon, uh, Julius Cruz, Julius Creed and Damon Kemp had a pretty good match. I, I thought, uh, considering, well, you know, the, the fact that we had another close your, close the door on someone match, you know, I thought it was, I thought they did a lot of good with the plunder in the environment that they had. Um, I thought the opening match, look, the opening match, my problem is, is that I personally am spent on ladder matches. If I don't see another ladder match for the next 18 months, I'll be happy, but I know it will not be the case. Everyone's doing ladder matches and building structures and doing shit and I can't stand it anymore. So, you know, it was a spectacle. It was spots. That's fine. Nathan Frazier is awesome. Wesley won. That's great. Uh, Von Wagner yeeted uh, Wesley, but you know, like it's, nothing that got me compelled i thought apollo cruz and grayson waller was a match that happened uh i thought roxanne perez and cora jade stunk and i thought the and i thought the whole thing with the haunted house at the county ground fairs with alba fire somehow having these connections with supernatural carnies who just hang around while Gigi dolan and jc jane are like ah spooky we're holding axe and not moving. Eek! And uh, all of the, I thought, I thought complete trash, which led to a nothing match, complete waste of time. I agree with the majority of what you said outside of the haunted house segment because Warren, listen, sometimes it's Halloween. And you just got to enjoy some fun things. And that's all of this was. This was literally just them trying to give a reason to make us think that Gigi Dolan and JC Jane might not be there, that Alba Fire might get a, a fair shake. This is something that we've seen with Dexter and Carmelo. We've seen with Dexter and Cameron. Um, I enjoyed the entire, it's Halloween, they went through a haunted house, like, it was what it was. We got to where we got. And I don't think that the Alba Fire Mandy, like, while, yes, it, it it may not have been fun for some people, it was fun for me. Um, well, no, Alba didn't win. Yes, Mandy retained, and now she's going on a year of being champion. The entering work wasn't bad. Again, I think this is, it wasn't bad. Uh, I honestly saw more issues with the ladder match in ring and some of the scooting into spots and things like that and being out of place than I saw in that match. Uh, you said it yourself. Mandy has a move set that she's refined, and there are certain moves that she does very well. And we need to remember, regardless of how we feel about it, that this is still WWE, and this is a place where a lot of people who have a very specific four, three to four moves and do them very well can get very, very over and there's more than more than enough precedent in pro wrestling for that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Cena, William Goldberg. That's fine. You know, we have all we have all these people all sit out there. Now, Matt, yes. you're a horror fan. You're 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 probably a, a bigger horror fan than I am. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, although I do partake, isn't that right, Kristen? I do enjoy a good horror film. I think Matt seems to think. I think Matt has the impression that I'm into. I'm. I, I only enjoy the elevated horror, the A24 stuff, right? Which I do, but I also like me a good old-fashioned slasher flick. I'm, I, I enjoy the Halloween movies, except Halloween 2. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and 
you know, so on and so forth. Uh, well, I mean, three's not canon, right? Three's uh, iffy. Anyway, see, we can we can actually discuss it. Um, if you want to do the spooks or even the campy spooks, right? If you want to go down the lines of a killer clowns from outer space, I'm cool with that. But your production doesn't follow. The production of what we saw at Halloween Havoc was uncomfortable, cringe, poorly shot. There was no atmosphere, zero effort. My problem with WWE when they do these things is that they see stuff. They're like, we can do that. And then they try to do it, but they do it without the finesse, without the know-how, without the knowledge. It was people walking around with some high production cameras filming, but with poor editing, nothing to give us any type of feel, even if they wanted to give us camp, because I know that's what they were going for. What they gave me was just shivers because I felt uncomfortable watching it. Now, earlier this evening, earlier this evening during this fine, fine programming, you mentioned uh, 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 Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott, or no, it's not Isaiah anymore. Look, Swerve, Swerve Strickland, sometimes my brain goes off like that, captured daddy ass and snipped his whatevers, right? The lighting, the mood, the atmosphere, the music, the rhythm, the beat, everything that happened. It was so well executed. I bought into that much more than and enjoyed that much more than anything they did with that phony ass haunted house just because it wasn't it 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 wasn't produced in a way that made it felt that made it compelling if they had done that that would have been a whole other story but it was just corny cringe i see i think my where i'm coming from is as someone who i mean i just this is this is the level of what I expect from WWE. I don't expect them to do because this is what we get. Like this is, as you said, this is how they do things. And I have become accustomed to how they do things. So I am enjoying it for what it is, knowing that it is WWE because I enjoy the characters in it. I enjoy, I enjoyed the spot with Gigi Dolan getting kicked into the freezer and then pulled in and her legs kicking. And you know, these things like it was just, dumb fun for me and like i said i looked at it as a way to okay now alba fire is going to get her one-on-one they're not going to show up and then of course they do it's a surprise it, it didn't bother me now i actually feel the opposite of you now the swerve stuff the way it was executed like the the recorded stuff that they played was fine but the way they got to it felt very clunky to me and kind of bothered me where tony shivani's in the ring he's like well we all know that uh he had family issues and they're like, well, what family we're like, where did Tony get this information that he had family issues that they wouldn't know about? And, you know, he's not here, but now he is here and he's laughing and he's like the execution of getting to him on screen felt very clunky and offsetting to me. Whereas his acting and everything he did on screen was fantastic to me, but how they got there really bothered me and felt kind of clunky and cheesy to me. And I, it took me a little out of it at first until I really focused in on what he was doing. Whereas I just kind of accepted the other thing for what it was a dumb, fun little haunted house thing. We've been here before. We know what this is and I'm going to try and enjoy it for what it is. And I did. My final take on this is going to be as follows. And then you, and you can retort on it as well. I expect more from WWE 
for two reasons. Because for years they've been telling us we do sports entertainment. We don't do just good. So if you're able to do sports entertainment, you're able to, we do television, we do drama, we do all this great stuff. Then you should be able to put your money where your mouth is and do something compelling when it's time. Plus, second point, it's a billion dollar company. It was a rinky dink operation that, uh, that, you know, pulls $10,000 a month. I'd be like, all right. All right. But this but is a billion dollar media conglomerate. No, I expect. Not. I was, I wasn't going to retort, but I will. This is what they do though. Weren't like you've seen, see no evil. Like you've seen, this is what they do. WWE is their own version of trauma. Like this is the toxic Avenger. They have their own brand of what they do. And that is what they do. So, but it's not done well. And the thing is that we know they can do it well because Bray Wyatt versus John Cena cinematic match. We know they can do better. Or Undertaker and AJ Styles. It's it sure. And it's criticism because criticism always comes from a place of love. And I want them to do better. And I want because I know they can do better. They absolutely they have the resources. They have the know how. They have the talent. There's no reason that that this kind of stuff should happen in the first place. That's my point. Maybe I was blinded by toxic since, interaction. Well, which is short. Since we're talking about cinematic matches, I just want to give a shout out to the House of Horrors match between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, who, which was one of the best cinematic matches of all time in WWE history. Uh, it, that should be the standard bearer for all the cinematic matches. And then we can do like the match with uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. It, it goes down from there. I, I think Cameron and Loomis have that distinct for haunted house matches in WWE. It would be Cameron and Loomis. Yeah. Cameron and Naomi? Cameron like from the Funkadactyls? No. no Cameron Grimes. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, now that we've got all that out of the way, Kristen, spit or swallow? I'm I'm surprised Warren hasn't done this. I am going to spit the lack of self-awareness and ego of Goldberg and the audacity that he had to tell Roman Reigns or anyone what a good spear looks like. And and also to to not only claim to be the the start of it, which I highly doubt. I mean, just because you made it famous. But also that you're the best and that nobody else can do it like you. That's hilarious. Not only that, saying that he doesn't look like a girl doing it. All right. Or that he knows how to hit people but not hurt them. Eh. Ask Bret Hart. We've seen you recently, Goldberg. (laughs) I'm reading it right now. Uh, I'll just be honest. Roman said how stupid it is. Go out and hit people hard. Well, if you can hit people hard and blur that line and not hurt them, I think it's pretty smart. Well, then, Goldberg, you are an idiot. (laughs) Hurt yourself. I mean, you don't even – you are so messy. And it's really the only move that he half has, right? I mean, I don't – look, I I didn't watch wrestling back then, so I don't know if anything he's actually saying is true. I know he made it famous back then, but he's in here like, yeah, money work. Monday Night Wars comes along and they they're doing it because I was doing it and they're they're doing it to just you know damper my fun and take me out it's like the ego of this man is insane even if that's true like why are you talking about this it's just it's so the lack of self-awareness 
and uh, the fact that uh, that's Warren Stick, right? Goldberg, mm-hmm. everything. I'm really surprised you didn't bring it up. He's just, uh, he's so awful on a lot of levels. <laughs> I'm going to let Katie go because I can see her so ready to agree with you right now. Okay, good. <laughs> Bill Goldberg is a fucking clown. <laughs> Point blank, period. I cannot stand this man. Him comparing himself to younger talent, i.e. Braun Breaker, when Braun Breaker is 10 times the athlete athlete Bill thought he was. Not currently is, because he can't do a fucking spear or a jackhammer correct anymore. Um, Anything Bill? No. That man is delusional. Um, Get his old ass to the retirement home. Ain't nobody want to see him, hear him, nothing. I, I hate that man. I hate that man with a burning passion. So, <laughs> while I don't agree with anything Goldberg said, there is one thing that came out of this that I think um, should be talked about, and it is the fact that, A, the gore is a spear, and B, too many fucking people are using the spear as a finish in wrestling, period, today. Well, yeah, the that's is not a spear. true. Vince, shut the, the fuck spear. up. Yes, it is. Gore's okay, raise your hand. Yet. Raise your hand if the gore is a spear. Like like rhino score? Yes. 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 It's yes. not a wow. spear. It's a gore. Vince, you're it's fucking wrong. Different moves. You're fucking wrong. You're fucking you're wrong. You're fucking gore. wrong. The gore is done by a rhino. A spear is done by a human. Oh, Two no. completely different things. Braun like, is a rhino. You spear. can spear someone. Yeah. Wait, what? As a rhino, you can spear someone. Thank you. Thank but you. it's called the gore because it's more gory. No. Hence the name. Vince, shut the fuck up. Not by rule. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Vince. <laughs> Before we start talking about John Cena rocking a horn in his shorts, uh, Ron Breaker, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Rhino, Lashley, Lashley, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, Edge, and that's yeah. just, huh? Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Way too many fucking people doing the spear. I think that in honor of Bill Goldberg, we could just retire people doing the spear and come up with some other moves so that forget about hold on. So that we could fucking forget about him and not give him anything to talk about. I don't want to give him any honor either. However, counterpoint, since it annoys him so much, maybe more people should (laughs) every single person has to do a spear now. Learn it, do it. Has has that been one of the 52 nice things you've said about Goldberg is he inspired people to do a move that he made famous so much better than he ever could? Uh, I, sh- I should actually I should actually mm-hmm. look into that. Next week, Warren. Right yeah. now. <laughs> yes. He's adding yeah. to it. Former NFL player invented a tackle in a ring. <laughs> I invented it. It's a tackle, I, Bill. What a visionary. I'm pretty sure Mongo was doing it before Bill came along. I'm pretty sure there's probably like a million Japanese wrestlers that were doing it way before him, but he probably is not aware of them. And I do everything first. Sure do, Bill. I agree with Bagley. Just let Brett come out of retirement, do a spear and a jackhammer to finish every match. (laughs) Honestly, Brett should just come out for one match to just ruin Bill Goldberg. Just ruin him. I think Brett would ruin himself getting up the the ring. So I, I... 
Let's let's not risk poor Brett's health. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> True. You, you know that there's probably like that the, his medical condition is probably so severe because you know with the amount of shit he's been talking, you know he'd come out for one match, but it wouldn't be against Goldberg. Hates him too much. No. I agree. <laughs> Switching music or the super kick. Um, Jake was doing the DDT, and now everyone had a DDT, and it was no longer a special move anymore. Uh, unless you're John Moxley, where you can do a double arm DDT and call it two different things, depending on whether or not it's almost a suplex or not. Um, <laughs> however you uh, want to go about it is how they decide how they call it. Um, which I agree with you, Warren. And that was actually something I wanted to bring up on the show. And then I heard you talk about it. I was like, Oh, I guess I don't even have to ask him. Cause he said the exact same thing on his show. So he's like, what's the fucking difference between the death rider and the paradigm shift? I just, I just wish I just wish we'd call it Death Rider throughout because it, it rolls off the tongue so much better than Paradigm Shift. Paradigm, Paradigm Shift. Shift. Yeah. It's, it's always been a terrible move. Or Kristen um, uh, likes to say, let's just call it the Dirty Deeds again. Let's just keep calling it the yes, Dirty Deeds. Yes, Dirty Deeds. I like that name. Though I prefer I the original it. Dirty Deeds where he had him in the headlock and fell forward into like the... F- mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's DDT. LA Knight's finish now. It is, so. and I'm glad he brought that back. Um yeah. We'll go around a couple more times and then we'll close out the show because I know it's getting late for everybody. So Vince, spit or swallow. Or no, Katie, spit or swallow. That was about Wow, disrespectful. I was going in a circle. She went and then I looked up. Sorry. Fine. It happens um, when you go in the circle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to swallow team, what do you call them? Ninja, Ninja Party? Right? Is that what you call them? Uh, Disco Ninja Party is what I've been down for count called them and I, I borrowed that. Yeah, um, Team Ninja, Team Ninja, uh, Disco Ninja Party, whatever you want to call them, their match with uh, Fikita and Zoe, I liked. Um, I love everything that they're doing with Team Casey, whatever. Um, They have been busting their asses as champions, and they are probably the team that has deserved it the most for consistently putting on good matches with the people they have been working with. Their finish is fantastic. I love it so much. Um, I like that they brought in the like senior ref to fix that because Thakita and Zoe should not have won. Like definitely not the people to take the titles off Casey and or Katana and Caden. Um, so yeah, so everything about that, ten out of ten. I love me some. Katana and Caden. I agree. The match was really, really good. Specifically, Caden and Katana, uh, their tag team work as well. This was probably uh, Thakita Lions' best match in NXT so far, and maybe it was because it was a tag match where she didn't have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Maybe it was her opponents who made her look fantastic. Maybe she's finally settling in and getting her bearings back because I know she was in WoW for a while and did some things over there. So it's not like she's brand, brand new to this. Um, Zoe is great as well. Uh, the match, again, it's the one that I tweeted out and said, this is a fun match, you guys, parroting Warren Hayes, because it really, really was. And uh, the wrinkle of actually having the senior ref come out and say, hey, no, she wasn't legal. We're not going to do this because we've seen this over and over again where, oh, well, you know, the ref's decision is final, blah, blah, blah. And apparently, you know, We'll call him NXT Red Shoes for now because I don't know what the fuck his name is, and I still think Red Shoes should be a title, not a name. Um, 
comes out and overturns shit and says, no, we're going to restart this match and we're going to have a definitive winner. So we got the extension to the match. Uh, I enjoyed all of it. Did you watch that match, Warren? No, uh, I was I because I was streaming, but uh, seeing that knowing that it's uh, so uh, highly recommended, I will check it out because that's. I would like to know your thoughts. We usually sure. Yeah. Can can, can I I watch people telling me this was really great or this was really terrible, and then I and then and then I watch so, and I much prefer to watch things that are really great as opposed to the opposite. I really do. Can I uh can I know where the origin of One Six Mafia came about? I feel like I'm in the dark. Uh, that was from Jesus. I don't have answers for you. That's just what he has been calling them. Uh, so you're gonna have to talk to Jesus. Pray tonight after the show. Maybe he'll answer you. <laughs> there we go. Um, also want to thank Will for stopping by. He's got to go. Appreciate it. And everyone that's in the chat, Bakley, Tim jesus allison who just stopped by thank you guys all for joining us um, justin kyle and justin his thigh. kyle and his thighs uh, i put i pulled my arms out for kyle because he asked for it and i'm i'm here to please the viewers so if more arm from matt is what you want more arm from matt is what you'll get there you um, go besides i like showing off my tattoos so uh vince if the people want to put up a paywall what are you talking about buddy <laughs> we have a paywall and that's where they have to go to hear me talk about wcw if you want to check out return to wrestling and hear me cry about hulk hogan for years on end uh you can do that on patreon because i do and it's awful and mm, at least it's getting better uh vince spit or swallow so if i'm allowed to i want to just swallow this ginormous load that opened up smackdown and it was the brawling brutes versus the bloodline of sammy uso and solo sokoa they had a really good match there was more tension between jay uso and sammy uso they cost them the match where uh peter butch dunn rolled up sammy uso and and got that win they started bickering back and forth Jimmy got in Jay's face, which was very spicy and interesting. I love me that. That was a spicy meatball there. And then the tribal chief came out, Roman Reigns, and he looked like a parent that was getting ready to scald his children. They went to commercial break. They came back. And that whole bloodline segment just flowed tremendously. How Sammy is trying to write the wrongs of the bloodline and trying to mend fences and Jay's being the hothead that he's been the last couple weeks is rejecting that so much. So to the point where he said, I don't give a, like, like forget what the tribal chief said. And he almost got some lashes, some ass whooping, some chancladas, whatever kind of beating you took as a child. That's what Jay was going to receive from the tribal chief. But Sammy Zink stepped in He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jay's not being himself. He's not feeling very oozy. And just breaks everyone in that ring. And even Roman is like, is that true, Chip? Is that true, Jay? Have you just not been very oozy lately? Well, I'm going to need you to figure out or how to get back into your juicy self. Because if not, then we're just going to take away the honorary title from Sammy. And he's just going to be Sammy Uso. So all of that, swallowing that whole massive load that opens my thumb. Yes. 
I have a request for the thumbnail now. Yes. Can you put Jey Uso's head on Chucky's body <laughs> and make the title of the episode not very Usy? Do it. I was thinking feeling Usy. No, I think it needs to be not very Usy with Jey Uso's head on Chucky's body. I oh, agree. my God. <laughs> Oh man. Um I missed most of SmackDown unfortunately. I will have to go back and watch it, but I have enjoyed everything that the Bloodline has been doing with this story with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn again is one of those characters that is out in the ring fantastic, but so much bigger than just a really good in-ring wrestler. Him, Kevin Owens, like they really shine. Um uh, in their outside ring work as well as their inside ring work. So I've been appreciating all of this and love it. Um, and curious to see where it goes. Plus, I'm a big Solo Sokoa fan, so I'm happy, even though it's not the story I really wanted with him, uh, I'm happy to see him up there just getting to wrestle and doing awesome things with other really great wrestlers. So, Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Matt. I missed like all of I, – I didn't watch a single thing of SmackDown or Rampage because I was on a walking tour of Salem. Um, freezing my ass off but um yeah everything bloodline has been top-notch a tier s tier superior shit 10 out of 10 i love it all sammy's sammy's the best i feel like kristen and warren don't necessarily agree oh no i agree oh, okay no i agree i because uh, i know you haven't been enjoying smackdown lately no i think i think smackdown is a dreadful watch but sammy's <laughs> sammy's <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Zayn and uh, and the Brutes and the Imperium dudes are the main three reasons to watch SmackDown because it, it deliver they deliver every time. Uh, it's just a shame that you know their combined forces make up for maybe at the most maybe thirty minutes of a two hour show because you still have to pl- you still have to trudge through ninety minutes afterwards. But Sami Zayn's look. Sami Zayn has always been great, and I'm just glad that he's able to shine in a way that uh, everyone can see just how fantastic he's always been. He's extraordinary, and he, I didn't think this role was going to work, but they leaned into it so hard, and it is absolutely fantastic. I've seen all, I've seen the timeline going nuts because of that promo. I didn't watch it either, but I'm sure it's gold. I'm absolutely convinced mm. gold. He's uh, he nothing but hits recently so i'm gonna throw out since i didn't really go and i want to make sure we get these in before the end of the episode my three biggest swallows from the week uh shotzi blackheart existing period i absolutely <laughs> love her uh i don't care what she's doing she did have a match she beat lash legend so she got the win she didn't job out to lash legend on nxt um also her awesome new finisher that she used so big shout out to shotzi for getting the win uh, Indy Hartwell using the scream gear, you know, which a Halloween, but also a throwback to the whole way thing where she was in the scream mask and all of that. So that was cool for, you know, the episode of NXT before Halloween and then Bray Wyatt at the end of SmackDown, which is one of the few things I did catch because I absolutely love everything Bray Wyatt's doing. And it sounds like we may be alluding to the fact that maybe the fiend isn't so done and gone as we thought, uh, uncle howdy. That looks like it is a mask. It is not a person because everyone was trying to figure out whose face that was, whose shit is that, whose lips are those. It, it is a mask over someone's face. It was Randy Orton. Um, oh, don't. Um, <laughs> please don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. Um, 
Uncle Howdy saying, you know, you killed him, kind of, in my opinion, alluding to the fact that, you know, you the Fiend is a part of Bray Wyatt that he tried to erase. You know, we've got Bray out here saying, this is the me, this is the authentic me, this is the best version of me. And Uncle Howdy might be like, eh, maybe maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's the clown mask and the striped pants and, you know, the mandible claw. And maybe that's the part of you that was the best you that you should embrace. And I'm very intrigued by the story, even though he literally has not done a single match since he's been back now for three or four weeks. Um, QR code still going on. Absolutely love all of it. Yeah. They should, you know, if I if I'm if I'm booking Bray Wyatt, and I am not kidding, if I'm booking Bray Wyatt, his first match is at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at Warren. Give him the book. Give him the book. Give him the book. And draw this shit out. Said no. <laughs> they really can this shit out easily, super easily. Uh, keep Bray Wyatt compelling, interesting. Don't put him in the ring until WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly, I just want to swallow the fact that Shinsuke was doing it. Was we're the, not on, I said we had one more round. We're on one. Oh, I thought we were just like you were firing off your stuff and then we were because I'm the host and I'm important. Before. You need to stay in line. The co host, we I do this we were... every week where no. you just forget how the fucking show works. No, no, he, no, he doesn't that's know not... how the show works at all. Every week. That, Every that's week. not not even That is a thousand percent true. Jesus, let us know in the chat if Vince understands how the show works. Uh, Warren, spit or swallow. Um, look, I know I, I, I know it happened last Friday. If it's something happened last Friday, like Friday late, can we talk about it just tonight as well? Or are we out You're of the... You're the guest. You can talk about whatever you want, Warren. I want. I want to oh, swallow. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to swallow Willow Nightingale getting the graphic for AEW. Finally, uh, confirming that uh, they have put pen to paper and that the ink is dried and that she is uh, a, a a member of All Elite Wrestling. Willow is uh, an exceptional human being, a very good professional wrestler, despite the fact that Jr. Said she's five years in and she needs to still agree. Can you believe JR being so disconnected from the product that he's calling? The woman is going to get an in-ring moment where she says, where where Tony Schiavone's out there and says, Congratulations, you're all elite. And while she's having her match, he's saying, Oh, she's green, she's still got a lot of dirt, a lot of long way to go. Like, that's a fucking disconnect right there. That's a guy who doesn't read his fucking show notes. Anyway, Willow Nightingale, she's amazing. Uh, and uh, and what I really what I really like is that she brings something extremely different to the roster of AW's women. Uh, uh, you know, she uh, she she breaks a mold. Uh, she doesn't wrestle like anyone else on the roster. She's not built like anyone else on the roster, and she doesn't have no one else has that type of natural babyface energy that can be a little goofy, but then you still buy into when it's time to. I love, you know what's stupid? The straps coming down. It's such a dude thing to do, right? Because you've seen Kurt Angle do it. You see Eddie Kingston do it, you know? But you're like, a girl can't do that. But yet she does it because she's got the other thing. Mm -hmm. But the visual is like, okay, like we understand what this means. Now you're all business. I really like that. It's the little things she does that makes her so significant and, and, and fresh. And uh, Tony Khan just needs to book more women on the shows, and then I'll be really, really happy. And I know my my fiance will too. 
no, I agree. Um, I also support the idea that uh, straps down should not just be a gender specific thing. Anyone that wants to take the straps down should be able to. Um, I think we need to destigmatize taking the straps down. I really do. It should not be gender specific. If if you want to take them down, take them down. Um, I agree. You we we did swallow it last week, but you did a much better job of highlighting why uh, it is a swallow because uh, you are a very big fan of Willow um, yes. and you've been waiting for this for a very long time. So that's why I kind of had a feeling that's where you were going. And I wanted to let you really sing your praises. That's Willow right there. Sign a bite. Uh, Kristen spit or swallow. <laughs> so it's gargle when it's okay. either or right. Or yes. both. So I'm going to gargle uh, Leo rush, confusing everyone with every move he makes. Um, he returned right after he had some injury back in Japan, right? Or uh, back in January. Um, and he returned tonight, made a surprise appearance at the Rumble, uh, New Japan, the New Japan of America. And I mean, when I heard it, I had to deep dive the internet because I don't know if he's retired or not anymore. Um, and I think it's, it's sad because I wish he would just like, for his own sake, like just settle down, right? And then every time he does settle down, <laughs> He gets injured or somebody accuses him of attitude problems or he goes on Twitter and, you know, says shit to his boss and then is like, my contract expired. And and then also it's awesome because it's like the drama, like you just never know. You know, it's like the show that you half watch and you're like, what is this new drama? I've not been following this, but you're still like, like in, you're just, in, you know, you're so invested in it. I don't even really like Leo Rush that much. I don't have a, a, a take either way on him. He's fine, I guess. But, I, man, what a tumultuous two years since he left WWE. It's been yeah. – and even when he was in there, right, he was being accused of attitude problems, right? That was his thing. It, I just <laughs> – I just really love following this very dramatic course. <laughs> and I hope that it, like, settles down for him. But when I heard you, I was like, wait, what do you mean he's back? I don't understand. He left? I had no idea he was even injured. I'm like 90% sure he's retired like 14 different times in the past oh, two years. Sure. Like at think, least. Self. I don't think he's even aware. I don't think, yeah, he uh, doesn't see him. Uh, we all know retiring and wrestling isn't a real thing. Nobody actually does it. No. But I will say... Um, I always hate it when, you know, you, you stick up for a fellow coworker and then all of a sudden your contract expires like two weeks later. That always sucks for everyone when, you know, you, you put yourself ever. out there. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. Crazy how that happens. It's really <laughs> hate yeah, that weird. Happens. Crazy. <laughs> um, all right. So we're on our last round. Vince, spit or swallow. Um, Legato the Phantasma taking on, um, taking on. <laughs> Hit Row and Shinsuke Nakamura and Shinsuke being the mystery partner for Hit Row. Shinsuke Ashley was a very fantastic tag team partner because not only did he did the whole uh, money, 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 money taunt at the top of the rampway, he also color coordinated with his team. So that right there lets you know that he's a great, great tag team partner and a considerate partner at that. So I'm swallowing all that. Swallowing all that. Team player. And this is why I went to Vince because he started doing this and I stopped him. But mm -hmm. I know how Warren feels about Hit Row um, and oh. just his reactions. So, Warren, uh, how do you feel about Shinsuke Nakamura teaming with uh, Top Dalla? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I am so uh, I am so glad. Prayer hands up to 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 uh, top t- topped dollar the uh, number one superstar of uh, SmackDown on Friday nights. Um, I can't. I I, I don't un- look honestly. Probably I would be able to stomach topped dollar more if he were a heel because I think he is one of the most unlikable people. On on all of WWE programming right now, I really think like he had he doesn't exhibit anything that makes me want to cheer for him. I just want to see him get his face punched in. When Legato attacked, uh, what is it, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, right. Uh, I was like, fuck yeah, let's fucking go, let's do this, let's take this guy out, you know. But, but you know, here, look, the thing here with Hit Row and it stinks to a degree, but you know. They came in with really, you know, everyone was really excited, but the glue was missing, the star was missing, the charisma was missing. Fab was right there. And you feel it, nope. And you can <laughs> feel it right, right now. Uh, and you know, Ashante the Adonis is a fantastic pro wrestler. No, I can't argue with that. Uh, Fab is, you know, a perfectly serviceable human being and and uh, uh as far as and Tom <laughs> Dalton, serviceable right? to whom so what i will say is uh, maybe that i grew up uh around people and have friends who top dollar reminds me of um sure. which maybe it's you can't relate to Top Dollar, which is why you you feel the way that you do. No, <laughs> I've I've met people with that same type of energy, but who I actually want to be around. And there's something very repulsive about that guy. There's something about his aura that just repulsive? doesn't repulsive. That's a very yeah. strong word, Warren. That is. A, I mean, three syllables on top of that. How are you doing? I, th- like, I, I think I think everyone likes their own stuff. Um, I, I personally enjoy Top Dalla. Um, like I said, I he reminds me of people that I grew up with, people that I know. Um, so I don't see him as kind of a heel personality. I just see him as a person, which I feel like there's a lot of kind of now in wrestling where you're, you're not really a face or a heel. You just kind of exist. And I think we all are trying to fit everyone into, oh, well, you're supposed to be a baby face, so you don't really fit so, that mold. So maybe, I don't know, but I enjoy him. I think the stuff that, like, his raps and everything that he does uh, yeah. on the side are... This track he did yes. about Santos Legato, Escobar yeah. and Legato was fantastic. And now I love me some Legato. Um, like, the, the thing I'll say is, like, I think there's, like, certain... There's, like, so many different wrestlers that there's going to be people that just don't... Just, like, don't vibe with them. And I get it. Like, I, I don't blame Warren. That's fine. You were raving about Ilya Dragunov, and aside from his championship win over Gunther, I haven't really cared about the man whatsoever, and I don't resonate with him. On a weekly basis, I get castrated and ridiculed and whatever other adjective you want to use for saying that I don't get Wardlow or, like, I'm not – I don't can't, – I can't get behind Wardlow. So, like, I don't get the the hype, but I don't know. Like, like I'm not saying – that what that hit row is like this bloodline DX NWO level faction. 
But what they do is great. They bring a certain level of representation that you don't see from other factions. And you see it. Like, like I get it. Like, Warren, that's fine. You don't like it, but it's okay. I like it. And at least you can take solace in the fact that, that someone enjoys their work. Because someone, someone has to. I'll be able to sleep tonight. Thank you, Vince. All right. Uh, Yo and Leo Rush. I'm guessing Yo is a person, not a, a way to get my attention. Um, declared backstage at New Japan Rumble. They won in the Super Duper Junior Tag League. So, um, Twitter. Super Duper. Yeah, I, I refer to the Super Juniors as the Super Dupers. Best of the Super okay. Dupers. It's, it's kind of my thing. Um, it's kind of my thing. I, I, I have interesting names for most of New Japan's wrestlers. Uh, whether they're Japanese or not. Uh, like Swiss mm. Cheese Stays White. Uh, the champion over there. So. Um, <laughs> wow. Sweet. Katie, spitter swallow. <laughs> yeah, now that since I got skipped again, um, I, it's fine. It's fine. Well, you always try and talk over me, motherfucker, and take my turn. No. So yes, correct. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm allowed to be mad at him. That's Whatever. okay. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'm swallowing Wardlow. A beautiful man. B, the idea of him versus powerhouse Hobbs, big meaty men slapping me. That's all I want. That's all I need. Fuck yeah. If I can't get, if they if they're not gonna do anything right with Wardlow's TNT champion, because like he should be defending it more and like be on TV more, then give me him versus powerhouse Hobbs, because that's I'm fucking down. Because Hobbs is a star in the making. I also think Ricky Starks needs to be on TV more in general, but that's not in or there. Um, but Hobbs and Wardlow, I'm in. Take my fucking money now. Uh, yeah, I mean, we saw at the end of Rampage that Hobbs seems to have aligned himself in the big meaty man faction of Brian Cage and the Gates of Apathy over in AEW. So uh, very interested where that is going to go. I understand outside, but in what we have seen from them in AEW, that's what I'm going to call them because they haven't given us really a reason to care about them in AEW. Um, and they teamed them with someone that clearly AEW hasn't cared about for a very long time in Brian Cage. So hopefully we see more from the Gates of Agony um, going forward. Um, they get presented a little better, maybe push towards that ROH tag belts that FTR is holding because um, I believe they're... It's very confusing with AEW, like who's Ring of Honor and who's AEW, and where, like, if any lines are drawn, they don't drawn. know. Nobody knows. So it's a guessing game. It's like yeah. guess who. But I, I know I'm I'm all for I that. Think the, I think the people who have the titles are Ring of Honor, and that. that's it. <laughs> Everyone else is fair game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mr. Warren Hayes. Your final spit or swallow. All right. To finish this off, we're going to swallow Jamie Hader versus Riho from Dynamite this week. We're going to yeah. end this with a nice little cherry on top because I thought they had a nice little solid match, which is no surprise because if you're going to get a couple of women who hung around stardom and who know how to know how to take a beating and deliver one too, and who are able to, to play the uh, – difference at the same time without making it feel like 
you know, Riho is working from, you know, from all the way down here to try and over because Riho dominated the match really with her offense. Mm-hmm. That's like she really used her speed and uh, her speed. And Jamie Hayter was just a step behind on everything she was doing. Uh, and, you know, Riho is Riho's fantastic. Jamie Hayter is fantastic. And now we sort of have the, the consecration that, uh, that, uh, uh, Tony Khan is going to give her a shot at the title. We're going to see how this, how this, uh, how this works out, how this shakes out. But uh, uh, you know, good because she's over. She's over organically. I like what they're doing with, despite the fact that you know there's still not many women's matches. I like how they've been booking the women recently. Talked about this quite a bit on my own show. How uh, how I feel like it's more of a New Japan approach where they do a lot of multi-person matches and let the women get themselves over with their work as opposed to trying to force them into mic, uh, into uh, promos where most of them are, are are not super comfortable with, especially in a promotion like New Japan where you have, um, excuse me, like AEW where you have really, really strong mic workers. Um, outside of Brit, there's no one really who shines on the microphone that you could just give a, a five segment five minute segment to go to the ring do something there's really no one who can, who's equipped to do that without it getting a little strange and awkward so what do you do you let the women wrestle so week in week out you have these combinations they're getting over jamie hater didn't get over because she's a powerhouse on the mic willow didn't either hikaru shida didn't either riho didn't either and serena deeb either like the, the women in AEW get themselves over because of the work they put in ring. That's what's happening. And that's why people are excited that Rio's back and that she's, you know, destroying NXT in the ratings per usual. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then, but honestly, this match, this match was, was good. And, it, you know, it, it, it's good and it's frustrating. And I don't want to make it a gargle because it's, there's a lot more to swallow than to gargle, but it's frustrating because, because we know Tony Khan has the talent. He has the absolute top-tier, world-class talent uh, to have a women's division that can absolutely shine, but he doesn't let them. He doesn't give enough wiggle room. He'll give them one quarter hour per dynamite. He'll give them one, he'll give them one quarter hour on, on Rampage. It's not even a quarter hour sometimes on Rampage. It's just like a five-minute thingy, mm-hmm. and, and that'll be that. So it's it's frustrating when you see that because you're like, look, look, we got they're there, they're right there. Let, let's do more. I, I I will agree. It was a really good match. I'm glad that the the one women's match that I get on Dynamite as opposed to the three that I got on NXT was a good match. Um, at least we are putting on good matches in the time that you know they are allotted. So, uh, but it was really good. I really do think they should do more. Was there even a women's match on Rampage tonight? Yes, it was. What was it, Kristen? Oh, Madison Rain and Oh yes, uh, Tay County. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Madison. Tay Mello. Excuse me. Lauren Hayes's favorite female wrestler, Madison Rain. I did he not loves know that. Her. Loves her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His <laughs> <laughs> favorite. Uh, would you like to finish us off, Kristen, with your last bit yes. of swallow? Yes, I will swallow PWG 
having uh, um, in November a new event with a women's match, um, Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich. They had like their first women's match in like, what, seven, eight years last event in July. Um, which was Yuka Sakazaki versus Masha, and it ruled. Before that, I, I think it was like 2015 with Candice LeRae and He Who Shall Not Be Named in a tag team together. I mean, it, like that's the biggest criticism of this is that they have some of the best wrestling in the world, indie-wise, and they were just never booking women. Like like GCW, does, like why are what why are you booking more women? It's so confusing. So what do you mean? What, what do you mean they have the best women? wrestling independently uh uh nwa said they couldn't find enough women to put together a pay-per-view right. again so oh, how, right. how could that be possible right billy corgan oh. said there there aren't enough out there maybe somebody should send him a copy of the pwi women's 150 and he could figure the fuck out where to find some more women for your show billy yes you're right smashing yeah. pumpkins lead william corgan william Patrick. Right. yes he went out and um, scouted every single woman on the U.S. Indies and said, you're not ready, and you're not ready, and then came back and reported that there were no women available. Correct. Yes. Despite the fact that he booked Haley J on one of his shows last year, you know, and she's super ready. Anyway. It was available. <laughs> it was available. Is it, just, is it just people named William who are low-key pieces of shit? Except for Regal. William Regal, though. Okay, William Regal's a gem Will of human Gray. Besides him. And Will. Yeah, I love Will Gray. Yeah. But those who go by Bill or Billy, and the first name's William. Yeah. Pieces of shit. Probs, probably. Bill Murray. Billy uh, Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah. I, yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. That, no, so that's exciting. Um, you know, like I didn't watch the show, so I'm not gonna. I didn't want to use it, but you know, then CMLL had their first ever women's show, and granted, it was only like three matches, but like one of them was this like, gauntlet with like 16 women, and so it's like nice to see some progress, even if it's just like one women's match. Finally, like it's nice to see some progress happening, and for promotions to stop treating it like some secondary product because. Like, it, women's wrestling is not a niche product, guys. Like, it's just wrestling. Especially with mm -hmm. Jordan Grace and Masha. Like, hello. That should be booked every single week. Every week. They until did one have... Of, until one of them dies. They, until one of them not dies. Not that I want them to, but, you know. Every well, single week until some someone's tapped out. We're all slowly dying. <laughs> Facts. Um, the... But but Jordan uh, Jordan and uh, uh, and Masha had a hell of a match at the last Impact pay per view, yeah. like yes. like a, an absolutely legitimate match of the year candidate. So you know, at least Super Dragon doesn't have his head up too much up his ass and is like, oh, maybe I could book these two. They're pretty good, you know. So it's like, well, <laughs> we, well, since we can't use Daniel Garcia as much, might as well bring on. <laughs> Might as well bring on their Masha and, uh, and and Jordan Jordan Grace and be good. This, this, is this how he sexy talks you? No. Is this okay? Come on, he doesn't Grace. really. So it's fine. What with all the voices you have, Whoa. you're not sweet. Come on, Warren. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Do a Cartman voice for us, Warren. For 
his subscribers and followers. No, you got to save some. Called out, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they pay for it. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, and on that note, maybe well, they pay for it should be the title of the episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> do it. Thank you both for joining us Kristen. uh if you actually want anyone to let them know where they can find you yeah so uh, i'm just at Kristen ashley on twitter that's really the only place i do any wrestling stuff um follow pwi for all that stuff that i do over there official at official pwi buy the women's 150 copy please so we can continue to get paid it's pwi-online.com get the digital copy today or you can order the, the print and i promise it's beautiful you probably want the print um and yeah i got some interviews lined up coming up next week it'll come out and that'll be pretty cool and i'm just punching out stuff for pwi and enjoy my regular life so there you go <laughs> warren would you like to tell them where they can pay for it <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> Head on over to youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I record the Mr. Warren Hayes Show podcast live every Tuesday night at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Uh, so I record live. Then the uh, video on the man is available the next day. Or it's available the same night on your podcast application. So if you prefer just some audio, that's available as well. I also do an AEW uh, Dynamite weekly review. I do a deep dive on, uh, on the weekly uh, Dynamite shows. That's available as well on YouTube and on the podcast stuff. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Or just follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. How about that? And lots of haunted houses and haunted gloves over there on the Mr. Warren Hayes show. He absolutely loves them. Um, also, uh, you both are free to go. I know it's late. If you want, we do do a post show. So if you want to hang out and talk, you can hang out and talk. If you got to go, you can. But anyone that's still watching, if you want to hang out, uh, there will be a post show, so don't leave. Uh, Katie. You got some interesting stuff coming up, and you just did a show. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can spill the beans here now. It's only a couple days away. I will. Don't worry. When I get there, I will. Um, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KatieRasson13. Link to your to y'all think she lead showcase. Twitch.tv slash she showcase. Typically Thursdays around 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, YouTube.com slash she showcase. I say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to listen um just dropped spooky showcase which is probably my favorite show i do every year now now a yearly tradition two years two years strong um so that's up i have an interview coming out on monday um you know halloween treat i interviewed uh the rack and if you don't know who that is um matt can explain it if he wants real quick there's a character from this show uh that uh i i guess you would refer to as matt ritter's dude love um in in an essence uh it but imagine gold dust and nxt's quincy elliott had a love child and that is essentially what the rack is it's uh me doing a uh a very um sexualized dusty roads impression in uh sunglasses and a wig which chucky is now wearing um <laughs> It's a, it was really fun. I, I was able to keep in character the entire time, and it was wow. hard because sometimes that accent slips. Uh, but you learn a lot more about Katie than you do about the rack. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, which is some bullshit because I don't know how to fucking stop talking. So that's a thousand percent on me. But it's funny. It's a fun time. It's not even an hour. 
55 minutes of your time. When that comes out on Monday, watch it. You need to watch it. You can't just listen. You have to watch that. Uh, and then I'm here every week. Every week, Vince. Cool. You're here too, Vince. Yeah. Plug yourself. Uh, yes, I will plug myself. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Vince. The link in my bio will take you to everything straight talk. The audio format to it. If uh, you like my my vocals and you'd like to hear me talk about the basketball, you know we can we could do that. We could do that on Straight Talk. We uh, we just recently did the Chicago Bulls uh, team preview. We did our Toronto Raptors team preview with uh, Wednesday Night Wallop. So we collaborated with them tomorrow. Well, technically, when this goes up later on today, go ahead and search up SES Vince on your podcast feed, and you will find the collaboration that we did with the um, the advocate wreak havoc uh we talk about the brooklyn nets so we do some basketball stuff there and uh we're gonna be doing our bi-weekly weekly chicago bulls like weekly report type of thing so we're we're becoming more of a basketball centric podcast there so for all my hoopers out there you know all my big ballers, you know, go go check out the Straight Talk podcast. And uh also shout out to Seamus uh and his wife for getting married today. Uh Justin wanted me to throw a joke in there saying that she was Filipino, just like uh, just like Justin. So uh Seamus has great taste in Filipinos, just like all of us here at the Smack Raw podcast. <laughs> And you can follow me at my Riddles at MTTRDDR on Twitter only. Also, getting off pod, which is the horror podcast that I have now created, is the number one horror podcast on Pornhub, just like this is the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. And if you want to check that out, we will be live Monday right after Raw, talking movies that actually scared us and probably telling you guys some fun stories, at least from my childhood, about movies that actually scared us uh, throughout our lives. So come check us out there friday 10 central it'll be a fun time i love this show it's been a great time monday? um yes monday halloween monday yeah mm-hmm. you said friday what did I say? oh well i mean we're on friday i'm used to uh, it's fine whatever. i'm tired all right pwi 500 friday monday <laughs> 150 it is what it, well, is. It, it nothing makes sense anymore it doesn't but for miss katie kinsey bay bay Daddy Delgado, Mr. Warren Hayes, and Kristen Ashley, who made her debut tonight. I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Mad Ritter, and this has been the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smackin' Raw podcast. Shout out to Seamus. <laughs>